In this episode, I review the first trimester of movies in 2017 and give it a report card. Then, I look ahead at what's to expect in the next trimester. So, before I get into this episode, the next episode of this podcast, in the beginning, there will be a first trimester of 2017 awards. On ZombiesHeroes.com, if you go to the blog section on the top right of the website, I have listed the categories and the movies nominated. Let me know on ZombiesHeroes.com or Instagram at ZombiesHeroes what movies you think will win those awards. There will be no spoilers in this episode. Enjoy! So, first I'm going to explain the trimester system. As you know, it is April. This means it is the fourth month of the year. There are 12 months in a year, and it is the fourth month. So that means it is the first third of 2017, or the first trimester. So we're going to give this trimester of movies a report card, then we will review, reflect, and look ahead to the second trimester. So first I'm going to list a few of the popular movies released so far. I used 18 movies to find some stats, but I'm just going to tell you a few of them. Hidden Figures, John Wick Chapter 2, Split, Logan, Power Rangers, Fate of the Furious, Fifty Shades Darker, and Get Out. Those are just a few. These aren't a list of every movie released so far, but there are just a few that I felt relevant in this trimester. So, using Rotten Tomatoes, I decided to average out all the ratings of those movies in this year. I did this so I can give the overall of all the movies a grade. So after doing some calculations, I found out that the average uh, critic rating for this trimester is about 60%, and the average user rating is about 71%. In the movies I already named, 73% of the time, the audience rating is higher than the critic rating, which shows that the audience generally gives higher ratings. So for the purpose of this episode, I'm mostly going to talk about critic rating. So after I found the overall average of the trimester movies in both critic and audience, it ended up with 60 and 71. And if you find the average of those, it is 65.5% for this trimester of 2017. If it was a real report card, it would be a D, but 60% in Rotten Tomatoes is exactly fresh or average, so that means this trimester has met the expectations. In other words, this trimester has been a C. So, to summarize, we took the average Rotten Tomato ratings of all the movie this year that I found relevant, and I used that percent to give this trimester of the year a grade. It ended up as 65.5%, which gives this trimester a C. Now, we are going to look at all the movies individually, give them individual grades, and give a personal average of all the movies. So, this is going to be the grading scale going into this. It is not going to be completely even. 85 to 100 is an A. 70 to 85 is a B, 60 to 70 is a C, 50 to 60 is a D, and anything below that is an F, but you don't need to remember that for this episode. So let's start with Hidden Figures. Personally, I didn't have any expectations for this movie other than that it would be inspirational. I mean, there's a lot of movies released like this, but usually they don't end up as my favorite kind of movies, but I didn't imagine it would be as good as it ended up being. 
everybody felt empowered after watching it and they were shaking their heads or actually like acting out or clapping or cheering or shaking their heads at the racism that existed back then. So it's about African-American females working for NASA that and they lived and they worked in such um, awful conditions like they would have to leave in the rain and go super far just to use the bathroom in the middle of their job. And uh, like I said, the audience was clapping and cheering, and that is something that's in very few movies. And uh, even inspirational movies have, uh, very few of them have that kind of an effect on its audience. And part of this was the far superior acting. And they did all, all of them did such phenomenal jobs and surpassed all expectations. And because it was so underhyped and there was no expectations, it managed to beat those by so much it gets a better grade than an overhyped movie that would meet its expectations. And for this movie, a few actresses were considered for their roles. This included Viola Davis, Oprah Winfrey, and Octavia Spencer. I mean, imagine if Oprah Winfrey had a job in this movie. That would be really cool. And so, overall, it was an amazing movie. It's not going to be one of my favorite movies, but it'll be one of my favorite inspirational movies. And because of all those reasons, I give Hidden Figures an A. Our next movies are Lego Batman, Split, and Get Out. But instead of me giving a detailed analysis of these movies, you should listen to my previous episodes to get an in-depth analysis of those movies, but I'm still going to give them grades. Lego Batman was a phenomenal movie which was hilarious and surpassed its expectations giving it an A. Split was one of those few movies that I had insanely high excitement for. It was original, it was new, it was something I really wanted to see. It definitely didn't disappoint, and it was definitely an awesome movie. However, it was anticlimactic at times, and you rarely actually felt scared during the movie. And that's actually pretty surprising, because uh, on Rotten Tomatoes and multiple other places, it said Split would be horror. But because of that, Split unfortunately gets a B. And uh, now we have one of my favorite movies of 2017 so far. It is original, creative, well-directed, well-acted, and well-written. It will give you an adrenaline rush that not only leaves you on the edge of your seat, but it keeps the audience engaged, clapping, and cheering. This movie is Get Out. Original movies are always the best kind of movies because they are different than all the other movies and they have a different kind of feeling on you. And I never felt bored in this movie, even though it's a mostly dialogue-based movie. And in most dialogue-based movies, you feel bored and you want to turn the TV off. But this movie was such a great original movie, and that's just not my opinion, but Rotten Tomatoes, considering it, it's one of the highest rated movies anybody's seen in a long time. It's not 90%, it's not 80%, it's not 95%, it's not even 96 or 97 it's 99%, and it was 100% for a while. Therefore, it earns the grade of an A+, and it just gets better. Because the next movie is Logan. And there is no movie ever made or ever will be made that will have the same effect on you, uh, on most of you at least, as Logan. It is a unique movie that can never be recreated. And that is because this was Hugh Jackman's last movie as the Wolverine. And not only that, but it was Patrick Stewart's last movie uh, in X-Men or Wolverine 2. And a lot of you still don't know why he stepped down, and most people are very disappointed or very sad that he stepped down. So, I'm going to tell you the story of why Hugh Jackman quit Wolverine. 
So Jackman wanted to feel personal excitement or inspiration for whatever movie he did, whether it's Wolverine or any other kind of movie. But he was not sure what he could get from this kind of movie at this point. He was unsure if there was another story he could truly be excited about. And with this question in mind, he uh he went to dinner with Jerry Seinfeld. He wasn't sure uh if, if this was the right position for him at this point. And he asked him for advice. And Jackman took this advice because Jerry Seinfeld said, you need to leave something in the tank. If you feel like, okay, I think we might have said everything, but there's still a little bit left, then that's the time to go. Basically, Hugh Jackman was told that he shouldn't wait until he has nothing left to provide because if he still has a little bit left, then that's the time to quit. And soon after this, Hugh Jackman had an idea for a movie to create. He said, I was really determined that my kids and their kids and their kids had a film that could be definitive for the character of Logan. He said that in 20 years, if one of his grandchildren asks which Wolverine movie to watch, that he can point to Logan and say it offers one of the best takes on the character. But uh, apparently, if Wolverine joined the Avengers like Spider-Man did, then Hugh might have considered staying as a role just because that's the kind of thing that sparks excitement. But Logan is the the most meaningful superhero movie that you will ever watch. And because it was Hugh Jackman's last movie, it had such high expectations. I mean, you already know that it uh, was 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it did well. But imagine if this movie flopped. Hugh Jackman wouldn't want to end his Wolverine career on such a bad note. So, of course, it was a big risk. But in the end, it was fantastic from the dialogue to the action sequences to the story behind it and because of that logan gets an a plus great job hugh jackman and our next movie is fate of the furious this is a recent movie and it had a weird set of expectations a set of expectations that was no expectations even though the last movie was a major success and grossed over one billion dollars worldwide people don't have any expectations for this kind of a franchise it's Pure action, dumb action, and awesome action. And the only expectation for this movie was that the action sequences would be awesome. And unlike other movies, most people wouldn't care about the plot for this. Because, like I said, people watch this movie for its action. And so, this was the first movie after Paul Walker passed away, rest in peace. But people were so curious on how this movie would do. But... This movie uh, had the problem of a plot. They delivered on the action sequences, the movie was funny, and you weren't bored at all. But even though you didn't watch it for the action, the plot was stupid and it was tired, so that's the only reason it didn't get as high of a rating as it could've. And it definitely wasn't as good as the last movie, but it was definitely really fun and worth seeing. Because of that, it gets a B. And I really enjoyed it, and I recommend it to anyone who loves plain dumb action. However, it was hard watching Vin Diesel after his lousy, lousy performance in Triple X Return of Xander Cage, and that's another movie I also reviewed. And that leads us to our next movie, Return of Xander Cage. All I'm going to say is it is one of the worst movies I have seen in a long, long time. It's a wannabe Fast and Furious with bad humor, stupid action, bad effects, and a dumb plot. Do not see this movie. It gets an F. Vin Diesel should just stick to Fast and Furious and nothing else. Our next movie being graded is Great Wall. 
Now, this movie, without a doubt, had high expectations. Matt Damon and a famous Chinese director worked together to make a masterpiece. Or so we thought. This ended up being a drag, stupid movie with actually really poor directing. Even Matt Damon couldn't save this mess. And I predicted beforehand it would be at least 70% on Rotten Tomatoes because the trailer was exciting. However, it ended up with a grand total of 35%. So, our next movie is unlike any other movie on this list. It is Kong, Skull Island. Because the only reason it's different is because it was a hype movie and King Kong. And everybody knew that it wouldn't be nearly as good as the original because the original was a masterpiece. But we all hoped it would be decent because it had uh, those people such as Tom Hiddleston and Samuel L. Jackson. And it had pretty good effects in my opinion. But the plot was awful and the effects at the end turned out to be just decent and the acting was surprisingly horrible. I mean, Tom Hiddleston, with Tom Hiddleston and Samuel L. Jackson, you'd think the acting would at least be decent. But they both had awful performances. I mean, Tom Hiddleston stood still and posed as the environment and the people around him were getting destroyed. And Samuel L. Jackson was an extremely annoying character. I mean, although he's a really good actor, it's just kind of getting annoying him seeing him seeing him in practically every movie. Especially because Xander Cage, Miss Peregrine, Tarzan, and other bad movies he's done recently has left a really bad taste in my mouth. Look, I know this might be harsh, but I give this movie a D for don't try to make another movie like this. <laughs> and also, the uh, creators of King Kong, if you didn't know this, said that if this movie did well, they uh, might make a King Kong vs. Godzilla movie. And it made $102 million profit in the United States. Just the United States. And that's profit. So I would be totally stoked for a movie like that unless it's like this one. Because the acting and everything was so bad. So this... uh. The reason I played that clip was because everybody in the theater facepalmed as soon as they saw this, just like they were facepalming the rest of the movie. It was anticlimactic, but it was actually pretty interesting and funny at first, but then the effect on the audience is quickly worn out from the terrible acting and the uncanning similarities to DC. So let's start with the acting. There was only one good, decent actor in this entire movie. All of the rangers, except for the blue ranger, was awful. They tried too hard to carry their role, and you know how annoying act characters that try to act too hard are. These, uh, This also applies to the main villain who seriously overacted in this movie. Hey, would you look at that? That's just like Lex Luthor from Batman vs. Superman. There are so many similarities between DC and Power Rangers. They turned a fun concept into a serious, darker movie with actors that didn't suit their roles. <clears throat> ben Affleck. At least the acting in Batman vs. Superman was decent, and at least the plot in Power Rangers was decent. But overall, if I'm being generous and if I'm having a good day, I give this movie a C, just because of how anticlimactic it was and how it went from exciting to a downer in just minutes. And so I'm not going to give a grade to the movies that I didn't see just because I can't really give my point of view on those. So that concludes the individual grading part of each movie. So overall, the grades of this trimester was a C. And now let's look ahead to the next trimester. So 
First, I'm going to read the popular or interesting movies released next trimester. So, we have Guardians of the Galaxy, Alien Covenant, Baywatch, Pirates of the Caribbean, Wonder Woman, Captain Underpants, Mummy, Cars 3, Transformers, Despicable Me, Dunkirk, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Don't tell me that that doesn't sound a thousand times better than last trimester. Usually movies released in the second trimester are better than the first trimester. And generally the first trimester has much less popular movies and the third trimester is usually really good but has less popular movies. So first we have Guardians of the Galaxy. As of now, it has 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. It had a decent trailer and the action looked decent. And I loved the first movie, but that's a problem. Because that sets high expectations for the next movie. So I am predicting an A for this movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if it flopped. So now we have Alien Covenant. I feel like there are way, way, way too many movies like this. A group of people find an alien, then the alien turns on them, and they have to either kill it or escape. And then we have the previous Alien movies, and even Life, which was recently released, that are all so similar. And Life got a relatively poor rating just because of that reason, even though it had such good actors like Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal. And I am predicting a C for this movie, even though it has a really good actor in Michael Fassbender. But Life also had some really good actors, so you don't know how things like that go. Then we have Baywatch. I am most likely not going to end up seeing Baywatch. However, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Zac Efron, it's likely to be really funny. So I'm predicting it'll be a B just because I think it'll be so stupid it'll be funny. So you can have uh, bad expectations for this, but Baywatch out because it might actually be good. (laughs) So the next movie is Pirates of the Caribbean. I am completely hyped for this movie. The effects look so awesome, and I have always loved this series. Hopefully it's a really good movie because we don't get too many of these kinds of movies, Uh, but that's just what I hope. So now we have Wonder Woman. I know DC too well. The trailer looked amazing, like every other DC movie, but all the movies ended up being bad, and I know how good they do with overhyped movies that look like they will be good. Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad were enough for us. As much as uh, I want to predict that this movie will be good, and because it looks good, I can't. Because I don't think DC has turned anything around. Prove me wrong, DC. Our next movie is Captain Underpants. It's a weird movie, the trailers looked awful, but it's interesting because it has Jordan Peele. And that's always a plus after Get Out. But on a side note... Captain uh, Underpants was my favorite book when I was little, but it's too immaturish for it to be a successful movie, especially now. So I think it'll be a D or an F. Our next movie is the third installment of Cars. The first one was extremely good and one of my all-time favorite animated movies. But the second one was extremely disappointing, so I hope this one lives up to the first one and not the second one because the second one was awful. Our next movie is Transformers. How do you even feel about this? I mean, it looked awesome and the effects were awesome and Mark Wahlberg is awesome and this series is awesome. But I don't know, man. Michael Bay doesn't exactly have a great record, so you never know. But I really hope it's good because I'm seeing this either way. And we have another third installment, but this time it's of Despicable Me, which has actually been successful in the first two. 
The first two I really enjoyed, and this one looks pretty good and funny as well. I just hope this franchise isn't ruined with a bad prequel just because I love it so much. I think Dunkirk will be awesome just because it's directed by Christopher Nolan. But I don't know what to expect out of Harry Styles from One Direction, who has a role in this movie, if you didn't know that. I mean, Harry Styles. You didn't... Who knew? And the last major movie of the next trimester is War of the Planet of the Apes. I am so stoked for this movie. It has one of the best beginnings to a franchise. The first two were amazing and different than most other kinds of action movies. If this one manages to uh, just live up to the high expectations of the first movie and second movie, I will be extremely impressed. To conclude, Trimester 1 was average. It had its ups and downs. Its best movies ended up being the ones that nobody expected uh, to see. And I always think the less you hype up a movie, the better off you are. But hopefully Trimester 1 grades improve from a C to a B just because of how good the movies are. Generally, the movies in the second trimester are better than the first one and the third one. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I would really appreciate it if you subscribe. If you are an iTunes user, you can subscribe at zombiesheroes.com slash iTunes. And if you are an Android user, you can subscribe at zombiesheroes.com slash Android. And I would also appreciate it if you check out zombiesheroes.com and the blog for your predictions on the awards and follow Zombies Heroes on Instagram at zombiesheroes and comment which movie you think will win in each category. I would also really appreciate it if you left an honest review and gave me feedback. You are the best. <laughs>